It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 216 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah. Hey, uh, don't forget, we want to thank Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. And uh, stop by Les Schwab Tire Center anytime this winter. And uh, they'll check your brakes, they'll check your tires, they'll check your battery. And they'll make sure you're ready to go. Because a lot of people are heading up skiing right now. And snowboard as uh, snow has returned to the great Pacific Northwest. Coming up on this show, we're going to talk about uh, Dr. Fauci uh, working for the new administration. And some of the things that he has been saying have just kind of been blowing me away. Uh, also, we're going to talk about why smart people cuss. And in fact, after I read this article, I've been cussing like a sailor. Nice. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, Ron explained something to me yesterday about day trading because you're a bit of a day trader. And this particular story has taken over America, it, and, it, and it's kind of fun. Instead of sitting back and talking about whether our kids are going to go back to school or not, or what's happening with the CDC, or what's happening with the presidency, or riots, or the Capitol, or any of that, everybody is talking about Reddit, and everybody wants to get on Reddit right now, and even people that haven't purchased stocks before, they're looking to join Robinhood. And uh, get in on the pump and dump or the dump and pump. What's going on here? All right. This revolves around a stock called and a store called GameStop. Uh, and you've seen these stores in the mall. They sell video games and they're not doing well. So uh, there's a, a thing going on called a short squeeze. But let me zoom out way back just in case. You don't know anything about the stock market. You think you know, but you don't really know. And so I'm going to explain a couple concepts. You tell me if they make sense, because you have to understand these, or else the story's not that fun. So in days of yore, hundreds of years ago, companies needed to raise money uh, and to to buy new equipment, buy new boats, whatever they needed to buy. And so they said, we're going to break our company up into shares. We're going to sell shares of the company to people to get a lot of money quickly And then in the future, because we bought these new boats and we can expand our company, we're going to take a share of the profits and give it back to those people. And now we've, we've created the stock market. So far, so good. Yeah. And so this goes on for quite a while where that was the only thing you could do. The company would say, we want to sell shares. You would buy the shares get a share of the profit, and then you could sell your shares to somebody else for either a profit or a loss. And then as this got more sophisticated and as computers came into the game, uh, exotic things started to happen. People said, well, what if I don't want to just buy a share of a, of a company? What if I think that company is is doing poorly and they're going to go down? So I want to pro- – is there a way that I can profit when the company goes down and not go up? And so the stock market, I'm I'm skipping over a lot of history here, but you get the point. So the stock market and these brokerages were like, is there a way we can make a fee on this? Absolutely. I'll give you a fee if you let me 
buy, uh, to create a transaction where I make money if the company goes down in value. So GE stock, uh, it's at twenty three twelve. And then uh, it goes down in value and, and you're able to cash in. If you buy, if you short the stock. Mm-hmm. And so what shorting the stock says is that I am going to sell a thing that I don't currently own. And this is where it, gets, it freaks people out. And when I first learned this, it blew the top of my head off. So I'm going to go into the stock market and I say, I think that GameStop is about to go bankrupt. They have 1,500 stores in all these malls. Nobody's going to the mall. Nobody buys video games at the stores anymore. They just buy it through their Xbox on the internet. And so I think that this company is headed for bankruptcy. So I'm going to short that stock. So for purposes of education, let's say the stock was worth $10. And so I say, I'm going to sell shares of GameStop or GameStop at $10, even though I don't own any shares. I own zero shares. I go to my brokerage. I go to Charles Schwab or I go to whoever I do, TD Ameritrade, whoever I have an account with. And I say, I'm selling GameStop. And they go, well, you don't own any GameStop. I know. I'm going to make a contract with you that says I'm selling them at 10 bucks and uh, and I'm going to pay you back for lending me the shares on a specific date. And what, what I'm hoping happens is by that date. So let's say by April, by April, if the shares are now at $5, I go into the, into the market. I buy those shares at $5. I've already sold them. They're pre-sold at $10. I've just doubled my money. So does that make sense? Yeah. That is a short. Now, Hedge funds and big-time institutional investors, they, for years and years and years, when they're going to short something, they make a big production out of it. They'll go on Squawk Box. They'll go on with Jim Cramer. They'll go to the Wall Street Journal, and they'll say, I'm uh, Ron and Don Hedge Fund. We have uh, $20 billion under management. We are shorting GameStop. And we, as a hedge fund, we have put in $100 million and we're selling all this GameStop and I'm going to publicize it because I want to rattle the market. And they go, holy cow, Ronadon Hedge Fund is shorting GameStop? Well, what do, what do we not know? Where, why, why are we buying this thing? And so, in essence, by putting out all this negative press and publicizing their position, they're helping tank GameStop. And so now GameStop might go down to $2 a share. Uh, We now made 80% on our money. We're heroes. So there's a lot of hedge funds that do this. The the movie, The Big Short, uh, was a guy that was the only one that saw the housing bubble come. And he made uh, like hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars by shorting the market. And, And so this thing's been going on forever. Or not forever. This thing's been going on for a long, long time where hedge funds go in, they'll short a stock, the stock goes down, they profit while everybody else lost money. The company goes bankrupt, the shareholders go bankrupt, the individual retail customers that they think are suckers, they uh, all lose their value. The, you, you know, you think of Boeing, let's say. So Boeing, an individual engineer, he might own a hundred or a thousand shares of Boeing as part of his retirement. Boeing gets shorted. Next thing you know, his 401k might drop by 60 or 70% because he's not, he's building airplanes. He's not paying attention to the stock each and every day. So 
that's our background. These hedge funds come out. They've been making hand over fist money uh, year after year. In fact, one of the biggest ones has uh, like a $30 million vacation house and flaunts his jets and his boats and his yachts. So now there's this group on Reddit. And a lot of the, and they, they like to gamble on the stock market. So, and they it's in their DNA. They're like, we're just going to gamble. We're going to come together in this, this online community. We're going to try to pick stocks and pick companies that we can just gamble. It's kind of fun for us. We're going to take a couple grand. We're going to take our $600 stimulus check and we're just going to gamble with it. See what we can do. So they get wind of these, uh, of hedging and, and shorting GameStop. And a lot of these guys are also gamers. So they sort of have a fond memory of when they were a kid going to the mall, you'd go to GameStop, you'd buy a game and then you'd go get an orange Julius. And so it's sort of this nostalgic thing. And they're like, what would happen if we all bought GameStop and we pumped up the price? Then the hedge fund would be forced to take the loss. And so if you're following the logic here, it, once that date, that expiration date is coming and the price, we thought it was going to be $5, but now it's $20. Now that hedge fund has to go into the market and buy the stock for $20 and then they've already pre-sold it for 10. So they now have lost money. That's exactly what started to happen. These giant hedge funds, they think they've lost north of $20 billion collectively just on GameStop. The other thing that happens is when these Reddit folks are buying call options. So they're saying, we're going to bet that the stock goes up. That forces the brokerage houses that you hold the, the stock in to hedge their bets. And so it's creating this feedback loop that's causing this stock price to go up and up and up and up. And so it's gone from $4 a share to like $400 a share this year. And so the thing that has just driven people crazy today is a lot of these folks were using a platform called Robinhood to buy the stock. So Robinhood came out in 2016. It's an online, it's a, it's a phone-based app. And their whole mission was Robinhood, rob from the rich, give to the poor. They're like, we're going to make an app, we're app on your phone that, where you have no fees. We're going to democratize trading. You put money into our account, and then you can just make a trade. And so you don't need some big brokerage account. You don't need to have $50,000 in the bank. You can put in 200 bucks. You can put in 500 bucks. You can start an account very small. We're taking out the fees so you don't get pummeled by those. And we're democratizing trading for the public. Robinhood just halted buying on GameStop. And this community now is losing their mind. So they're saying, oh, so when... The hedge fund is absolutely raping and pillaging a company, driving it into the into bankruptcy and taking away the money of all the individual shareholders. You're fine with that. But as soon as, as regular investors have turned it on its head and we're the ones making money, you change the rules because the hedge fund companies are their biggest clients to a company like Robinhood. They're the ones paying all the fees. So they're going to Robin and saying, dude, you got to stop the bleeding. We are losing millions and billions of dollars here. You have to stop the bleeding. So they, Robin Hood came out and said, you can only sell. You cannot buy GameStop to the retail client. Retail clients, you can only sell. 
Meanwhile, the hedge funds can buy and sell. So in after-hours trading and off-market trading, if you're a hedge fund guy, you can buy and sell. If you're a retail guy, you can only sell. And these, so people are up in arms, and, and, and decidedly so. Because if it's going to be a fair game, if you're allowed to go on Squawk Box and drive a company into the ground, why can't we go to Reddit and say, collectively, let's buy GameStop. They've done the same thing with Bed Bath & Beyond. They've done the same thing with AMC Movies. They've done the same thing with Tootsie Roll. They're buying these companies where they know big hedge funds have shorted, and they are taking billions of dollars out of the market away from the hedge fund, and the hedge fund community is freaking out. These heavy hitters in the market are freaking out, and they're changing the rules. They're moving the goalpost, uh, and it is Occupy Wall Street in an actual Occupy way. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit. I know that Jordan Belfort was interviewed, and there's a movie about him seven years ago that Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio played the Wolf of Wall Street. He is yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street. And he did similar things. He did 22 months for what he did. He said if, the, if, if there is collusion going on and conspiracy going on on Reddit, he said that would be illegal and that would be against the law and that would be a pump and dump. And, and you and I talked about pumping up yesterday. Uh, he said, though, it would be next to impossible for the exchange to go out and actually prove that. This, so. this, I think, is different than a pump and dump because they are not trying to dump. They're trying to hang on. The Reddit people, pump and dump means that, let's say you and I are running on hedge fund again. We go out and we buy a company that we know is worthless. So we go buy XYZ widget company. And then we go again, we go into Squawk Box where we're like, oh my God, everybody needs to buy this stock. XYZ widgets is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, this is the greatest thing since the iPhone. This is, this is bound to be a thousand dollar share company. If you don't buy XYZ company uh, widgets, you are an idiot. And so we go out and we work all our media contacts and our social media, and we are pumping this stock, pumping, 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 because we have a huge stake in the company. Then as soon as it gets to a certain point, we dump all our shares. We create this artificial demand and, and based on our testimonial, and then we dump all our shares in one fell swoop. That's illegal. Well, some people in the Reddit room are absolutely doing that, though, because if you've had 40% of the GameStop stock sold in the last 24 hours, someone's pumping and dumping, right? Well, it not in that the technical legal way. It, they're, they're pumping and dumping in that they are trying to – they're betting against the guys betting against the company. Mm-hmm. And they admittedly say that we're gambling. We're, this is a, a Wall Street gambling subreddit. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the fact that they're winning that has driven. If these guys had all lost their money, they would have never halted trading. If the, if the retail customers were losing that $600 stimulus check, there would have been free trade, buy what you want, sell what you want. We're the smart guys on Wall Street, and boy, aren't you a dumb sucker. But since they've flipped it and they've forced these hedge funds to get what's called a margin call, where the, the big brokerage is like, oh, you're, you bought 100 million shares and you shorted it? It's due date. You got to pay up right now. Yeah. And so that can, if, it went, if you bought it at $10 a share, and it's now $400 a share. So what you're saying you're is- You're bankrupting. What you're saying is the 3 million people that are on this Reddit thread- 
they want to see they want to profit, but at the same time, they want to see these hedge funds suffer, and at the same time, they don't want to see GameStop go away. They want they they want yeah, GameStop it, and AMC and Tootsie Roll to be around. It's a blend of all those. AMC is loving it. They they right. they made a hundred and ninety million dollars, I think, yeah. to prop up their business. Yeah. Uh, because they ha- had a bunch of stock. AMC, of course, is the biggest shareholder of AMC. Yeah. So when their price skyrocketed, they took it as an opportunity to sell uh, and get a cash infusion to try to bridge the gap till people can go back to the movies. So uh, it's really, really fascinating. Um, I've only done short sales a, a couple of times, and it, it was too much anxiety for me because you're on this clock. And you're rooting against, you're rooting for a company to fail. And that just made me feel dirty. Hmm. It's like, ah, do I really want to wake up every morning hoping that the, that someone else yeah. fails? You know, it's interesting, though, leverage that these day traders have. If COVID wasn't going on, this would have never happened. It's so many people are at home now. They're looking for something to do. And, well, a, and lot that, of, a lot of people have, have jumped into the day trading it, game. This is not day trading. Um, just technically day trading is when you buy and sell a security in the same day. Uh, these folks are buying and holding and that's what's freaking out wall street. They're buying and they're waiting out the end of the, the short position. Yeah. So, well, in the articles I read, they were calling them day traders. They, they so. can be day traders. Right. But yeah. in this, in the short squeeze, they're buying and waiting out the hedge fund until their yeah. short positions expire, and then they're selling. So uh, what's going to happen moving forward? Well, the financial industry is grandfathered in to protect themselves. So the SEC will probably change the rules to benefit the bigwigs. Because those are the people, like, I don't have the Secretary of the Treasury's phone number, yeah. but a, a, a Wall Street hedge fund guy does. And so they're going to call and go, what the hell's going on here? It's too you big to fail. You need to stop this. It's too big to fail. Right. And so, like, we have we have a billion dollars of your money. We're losing your money, too. You better get in here and stop this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and now I think the other thing you're going to see is hedge funds that used to trumpet their short positions to be the gorilla in the room now need to be secretive about it. Uh, there are still ways to see um, if there's a lot of shorts going in on a company, you just won't know who it is. So like these, these ostentatious hedge fund managers that have the six houses and the mega yachts and the helicopters, when they would publicize the short, there were people that just hated those guys. So they would specifically go after that guy. Yeah. Now it'll just be an, an anonymous short. Yeah. And some of the guys that had seven homes today, they may be down to six and a half. Homes. Maybe there's been a couple that have gone bankrupt. <laughs> so they may be down to zero homes. So so real quick, and then uh, and then we'll come back in just in 30 seconds. You seem to really be enjoying this. <laughs> well, I like it that uh, the power of the people, because I'm a retail investor. And, I've, and there's, I've, there's a little bit of Robin Hood going on here for sure. Yeah, and I've been on the other side of the dump where it's like, I just was busy. I didn't check my account that day. And like one day you're up 10 grand or whatever in this position. And then you come back two days later and now you're down six grand. It's like, what happened? Like I, I do one day where I'm doing some running on sit downs and I wasn't watching the news and oh. I got whacked. So like, it's kind of, 
it is fun for me because these big accounts they feel like they're invincible and they don't care when they crush somebody else but when they're getting crushed it's time to change the rules yeah all right we'll see you on the other side of this Hi, I'm Ann Fitzpatrick, and I bought a house with Ron and Don. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. The second house that we went after, I saw it hit Zillow on Thanksgiving Day. I emailed them and I said, don't look at this today. It's Thanksgiving. Be with your families. And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And they absolutely worked on Thanksgiving for me. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Don pointed out to me, look, this is going to be sort of a bloodbath because people love mid-century modern. And, you know, he was able to tell me what the seller's strategy was and, you know, what it was likely to go for. And he had, you know, a strategy to get around that and to say, we're not going to wait. We're going to go in and we're going to get it early. He managed to do that. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. I'm just absolutely thrilled. I mean, I knew that this was going to be hard to find and get. And we did it so quickly and got just the perfect house in exactly where I needed it to be at a price that I feel really good about. So I could not be happier with my experience. If you find yourself dreaming about a new home, go from just a dream to the dream team. Schedule your time at ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. All right. Uh, welcome back, you guys. Episode 216. And right there, you just got to hear from, well, one of our clients that decided to do a Ron and Don sit down. Where you do a sit down though you got to do your homework and we've come up with a playbook right a seller's playbook and a buyer's playbook yeah and we finally got it available instantaneously on our website run it on sitdown.com just click on that link up top that says blog select the playbook you want and then it'll be emailed to you right away so you can just start doing your homework then we can book that uh we can book a sit down and really figure out where you're at um, that's my favorite part is sort of like uh, putting that puzzle together to make sure your goals come true. Yeah, and we also want people to know we're going to be a part of, of your transaction the whole way. So right now we're getting ready to bring homes on, on Queen Anne or if we go south all the way down to Normandy Park or if we head north uh, all the way up to Everett. Uh, if you're in the Seattle kind of metro area in one of the 300 great neighborhoods, uh, we can say, we can we can hang a Ron and Don for sale sign in your front yard too. And the cool thing about that is we have a reach through this podcast and we have a reach through our social media channels that nobody else has. There's not another realtor in the great state of Washington that has the reach of the Ron and Don show. And there's no other, uh, there's no other realtors that have the benefit of having people that love us so much like the Ron and Don nation. So we just really appreciate that. Um, we appreciate that about you. And thank you uh, for trusting us in 2020. And uh, let's have some more fun in 2021. Speaking of fun, seems like even though there's a worldwide pandemic going on and we're heading toward 500,000 Americans, 500,000. If you remember in the early days, uh, Donald Trump, his arm had to be bent to admit that there'd be somewhere between 150 and 200, and then he moved it to 250,000. We are heading toward 500,000. He said it was going to magically disappear when there was 15 cases. Yeah, and, 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 and the bottom line is, I, I, what, what he did, and this isn't to pick on the guy, this is just the truth. What he did is criminal. There are people that 
are dead. There are people that are dying because of his negligence. And what we have just found out in listening to Dr. Burks and listening to Dr. Fauci is that there was no Operation Warp Speed. There was no federal plan. There's nothing to gut. There's nothing to build a launch pad off of because none of it got done. And most of these companies were out there, while some federal dollars may have been thrown their way, they're the ones that immediately stepped on the front line and started to develop these vaccines. But there is no plan, state to state, there is no federal plan that says this is how we're going to make sure that Virginia, uh, or call her Jenny, or her name is Jenny as in gin bottle, my mom will remind you, she's sitting in New Mexico. She's supposed to be vaccinated already. She's not because they don't have any vaccine there. She has another date now that has been pushed to next Wednesday. And we'll see if they have the vaccine for her next Wednesday. We're also finding out that a lot of white rich people in Hollywood are pushing themselves to the front of the line. We even see stories now of people flying into uh, places where Native Americans are receiving shots. This has happened in Canada. And a couple flew in on a private plane. They got their shots and they left. And as a result of that, I think they'll be fined. I don't think they'll receive any jail time for that. But we, we see the black and brown communities being forgotten again. And also my big concern, uh, and we see this even through the podcast. On the other side of 50, we have to explain to people how you even find a podcast. For a lot of people that are older that, that need this vaccination, that are like my mom in their 70s, luckily my mom has worked on a computer her whole life, so she's pretty good at it. But there's a lot of people run out there that don't understand the technology and if you don't understand the technology, it's hard to get signed up to go get your shot unless there's an organization out there looking out for you. Like in your dad's case, uh, he was part of, he was in the service. He served his country. And so he got a phone call. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about that. And for me, I'm willing to stand all the way to the back of the line so that the people in front of me can be served. Uh, I saw a beautiful story. Uh, and this is one of the local tribes uh, here in the great state of Washington. They had vials of vaccine left over, and they went to the Marysville uh, uh, went to Marysville teachers and said, "You know what? We're going to make sure that you all get vaccinated so we can get kids back to school." That's what needs to happen right now. We need to get teachers back. We need to get them vaccinated. First responders vac- vaccinated. People with underlying conditions vaccinated, and and certainly older people vaccinated. And and there was. No plan. Nothing. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I'm incredibly angry about that as well. I went out onto the Washington State website and clicked through all the things to see when I could get vaccinated, and they just don't know. It's like, give us your phone number. We'll text you we're way when, out there. when, yeah. when we're, you're available. Uh, they are trying to ramp it up, but, um, you know, I guess part of me wants to dwell in that and be angry about it and till the ground of, of why I should be angry. And there's all sorts of valid reasons you brought up. The other part of me sees that now, you know, when we're bringing everything out into the light and Dr. Fauci can now speak about science that you're seeing people. I think Amazon stepped up and was like, we are logistics masters. That's what we do. Let us help you. Like we will, we got planes, we got buses, we got 
vans. Uh, we have software engineers. We have a way to do Can we help you with the logistics here? So uh, when we're seeing that sort of thing, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, a logistics whiz, like that's what Bill Gates did, had worldwide products, brought them onto a ship date, and then shipped them out worldwide and fixed all the bugs in real time. So like Bill Gates and Melinda, they just put out their annual report, ready to jump in and help. So um yeah, the plan seemed to be we'll buy some stuff and leave it up to the states. Well, in 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 these medical fields that were already swamped and overwhelmed, um, that just isn't cutting it. So um, I sympathize with your mom. My mom still hasn't been vaccinated, even though my dad has. We talked about that in a previous episode. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I went in and, and grabbed lunch today in a in a a place, and I, I asked the guy making my food. I was like. Hey, have they notified? Like, do you get vaccinated? You're in here every day making food for people, a percentage of which have COVID, because uh, that's just logic. Um, how, you know, have they taken care of you? And he's like, well, you know, I'm in here. I'm busy making food every day, but I'm trying to keep abreast of that. Like, that guy should be, have a shot. Mm. Uh, you know, the people that work at Trader Joe's should have a shot. The people that work at Safeway that are around these people every day should have this. Um so yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm trying to be optimistic and see that you know there's adults in the room now. People are are actually answering questions. They're not obfuscating or saying fake news. They're saying yes, this is the reality. Yeah. Let's and, move forward. And the other thing that needs to happen: there are people in the black and brown communities. There are, there are young men that I really admire that that are coaches that I know, and and they don't want to get the vaccine and they don't want their their families to get the vaccine at least yet. Uh, and we have to understand why. We have to understand what has happened in these families generationally. And if you go back to World War I and World War II, and you look at the science, and you look at the way that Asian Americans were treated, and the way that black Americans were treated, many of them were treated like lab rats, right? And so, and so for them, in some of these communities, uh, people are scared. And that's one of the reasons why. Uh, it was a crime to, to not allow Dr. Fauci and not allow Dr. Burks to step to a microphone and to talk to us. And instead, he, he said one of the roughest days for him and Deborah Burks said the same thing. They said the roughest day for them is when he came out and, and he suggested bleach and then people died. People went and injected bleach and they died because the president said that. If, if you and I said that on this podcast, we have a good chance of not only being sued, but we have a good chance of being arrested. I think we really have to take a moment, especially with this presidency, and we have to look at all the lives that were lost as a result of his dereliction of duty. And this was truly a dereliction of duty. You are the commander in chief. You are the head of the military. You are head, when you look at the military, uh, and you have the ability to, to go in and take over companies. So when it comes to logistics, let's say that Microsoft didn't want to help you and Amazon didn't want to help you. Well, guess what? If the commander in chief decided that they're going to have to help us, then they would have to. They don't, they don't have a choice. He has that kind of ability and that kind of power. And, and to go out and say some of the crazy, crazy things what that about he holding said. holding rallies with no mask and, and people yeah, and then and, 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 and then, and, then, and I'll say specifically on this, though, and, and, and then to turn around and not allow science 
to be science. And, and, and somehow now science is, science somehow became an opinion. And people look at science and they say, well, you know, those scientists kept changing their minds. You want them to. First, there were no masks, they'll say. Now they're saying you should double mask. You want them to because now they have more data. And when you get more data, then you change things. I was watching something on the space shuttle today. There are four different space shuttles. The first space shuttle that was corrected helped the second, third, and fourth space shuttle to be able to carry payloads that the first two never could, right? And that's how they paid for that space program until the shuttle blew up. It, 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 it was science. Science was allowed to change to make the space program better. And that's what is happening here with Fauci and Burks and the CDC. We're learning more. And as we're learning more, we're going to take what we're learning and we're going to make better decisions. Anyway, an incredible dereliction of duty by this president. And I can't figure out if you're going to drag him into a court. I don't even care about him being impeached. I think the guy needs to go to jail for that. And I know that may sound crazy, but I think what he did was crazy. And I think there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans that are dead because of him. It all started with a Ron and Don sit down to go over the playbook. To get your team playbook, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. If you're ready to sit down now, you can book a time instantly at ronanddonsitdown.com slash calendar. Don't forget to get your Ron and Don playbook instantly. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, final segment of the Ron and Don Show, episode 216. And thanks for subscribing. When you hit subscribe, please do that. It means that the episodes, like on Monday and Wednesday and Thursday, when they drop at 4 a.m., they'll automatically drop onto your player. Also, we have a newsletter that over 5,000 people have signed up for. Ron and I do a little video for it every week. Sometimes it's about real estate. Sometimes it's about our personal lives. How can people get signed up? Yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter, ronandonsitdown.com. Uh, and yeah, that gets sent out once a week. We'd really appreciate it. And share it with someone. If something uh, is on there that you like or you think someone else would like, just forward it to them. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about you. Every once in a while, I'll read an article and, and it says that smart people cuss. And I don't feel like I'm that smart. I, I think that most of the people around me are smarter than I am. I just think sometimes I, I, I've always worked hard, but, but I'm, I'm no genius. You're smart about the things you're smart about. Whatever that is. I love to cuss, though. And any time I read a story like this, I find myself on a trail run the other day, just out in the woods going, F yeah, F yeah, and, and you use the real word, right? Yeah. I was listening to another Tom Brady interview the other day, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I do not want to live. And I don't have a lot of hatred for him. In fact, for what he was able to do in Tampa, and now they're going to go to the Super Bowl, uh, is it's quite amazing. Is Tom cursing? He was. It's the first time I ever cursed, and it was in a Howard Stern interview. Ah. And he dropped the S word a couple times, and I went, oh. You Tom, like him more? Tom. I love you, Tom. He's <laughs> dropping the S word. My, my, my favorite conversations with my mom is, is, when, is when she starts cussing and she gets worked up. And, and, and lately with my mom, I've never been able to do this. Like in the last year, her and I, through COVID, we talk almost every day. We, will, we were having a, a great talk about something yesterday. 
And and what's interesting when it comes to our politics, we 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 don't agree on a lot of things, but we have really great civil discussions. And sometimes they get colorful, and they, and and I can drop the f bomb. And it used to be I would get in big big trouble. Get even shushed. Though, yeah, I would get shushed by her. And now, kind of at the age of fifty three, I'm I'm getting away with You're it. Finally, away from the kitty table. Yeah. The, so, the so. one result of this study that I found, I, I can't wrap my head around why it works. Cussing evidently minimizes pain. Yeah. And so the way they did this study is they had this um, super cold ice bath where I think if you put salt in the water, like it even gets below freezing, right? So they have this these two buckets uh, next to each other of ice water. And so the experiment is in, on the first, you have to hold your hand in the ice water as long as you can. So the first time for time, you can only say shoot. You can, you can not curse. So you plunge your hand into the, the bucket of ice water. It's extremely painful. And you hold it there and you say, shoot, da 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 And then you pull it out, you get your time. So then everything comes back up to temperature. Now you can put your other hand into this bucket and you can say any curse word you want. <laughs> and when it gets really, really painful, yeah. they encourage you to yell the F word like you just said. <laughs> People can leave their hand in the painful water longer yeah. when they use the actual curse words. Because the chemicals that are released from your brain That's into, astonishing. into your nervous system. It's yeah. crazy that that actually works. Yeah. And, but they say the, the other caveat is if you use it too much, it loses its effectiveness. That's true. So they say one of the reasons why they think it's a tied to intelligence is that you have to really under, be able to read the room to know when you can let a curse word fly. Because mm-hmm. if you drop a curse word at, in church, that's the wrong time and you're going to get ostracized. Yeah. But if you can read the room, it says it takes a lot of mental horsepower to subtly read the room, read all the people in the room, read the context. And when you can land that curse word, you're smarter than the average bear. When you do it skillfully. Yeah. Uh, and I found that to be true. We've been in, in some meetings with some people that you didn't think they were that way. And they, they sneak in the attack of the curse word and you're like, Oh my God, that was perfect. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I'd love it. You yeah, know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a really fascinating story. Problem for me is I can now cuss with my mom, but now I got a 10 year old that's docking me a dollar. Uh, every time he hears a curse word go down, I would dock him a dollar, but he doesn't do anything wrong. So, mm-hmm. Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by episode 216. We really appreciate that. We also appreciate you going to ronadonsitdown.com, getting one of the players' books, uh, one of the buyers' books, one of the buyers' guides. Do your homework. And then let's virtually sit down. That's what we did with Leanne this week. We got to sit down with her over in Ballard. And what we love about this, one of our clients the other day, Randy, said this. And and, and Randy said, and, and, and Randy's blind. The interesting thing we asked we asked Randy why he contacted us, and he said, "Because because in this transaction, I really need someone that I trust that will help me." He says, "I've been listening to you guys for a long time. I trust you." And then uh, and then he also said that he didn't. He, this way, he doesn't have to worry about how ugly uh, we actually are because we're radio guys because he's blind. So anyway. We love meeting the Randys and the Leannes of the world, and we would love to meet you too in a sit-down. It doesn't always end in a transaction, but you know what it ends with? It ends with us starting a cool new friendship with you. All right? So thanks for trusting us. 
as we head into 2021. And let's have some more fun in 2021. He's Ron. I'm Don. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time for episode 217 only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. Ha, 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 ha.